What, which, this, that, or the other? From Bonnaroo to Coachella, traversing the music festival landscape can be tricky. That's where we come in with high fives for everyone. The What Podcast with Brad, Barry, Lord Taco, dedicated to exploring the entire festival scene. Brad has worked in the radio industry for more than 20 years and currently lives in Brooklyn, where he is program director for three stations, including one in New York, one in Detroit, and one in Miami. Barry's been a reporter for the Chattanooga Times Free Press, covering all aspects of the entertainment industry since 1987. That's before you were born. Lord Taco, the smart guy who makes these podcasts on our website at thewhatpodcast.com work. Also really good at identifying babies, loves blue-haired moms, PBR, and his beautiful Volkswagen bus. We all fell in love with the Bonnaroo Festival years ago, not only because of the amazing bands that play there every year, but also because of the incredible community spirit that has developed around it. Radiate positivity. And we really like talking about the inside baseball stuff when it comes to putting on a huge music festival. So join us. You can hear the What Podcast on the Consequence Podcast Network or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year? That matter. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corder. You like synthy dance pop? I do. Oh, you're a synth dance pop, aren't you? You were in the 80s dance halls, weren't you, Barry Corder? Yes, I was. Welcome to the What Podcast, a podcast for Bonnaroovians by Bonnaroovians. Barry Corder from the Chattanooga Times Free Press. I'm Brad Steiner from WDOD Radio in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Chattanooga, Tennessee, home of uh, Walk the Moon's uh, latest tour stop. They stopped through Chattanooga, and before they did, they uh, decided to, to talk to us because it turns out they're also playing the little Bonnaroo Festival for us. What a coincidence. Yeah, I don't think that uh, I can, maybe I can, maybe <clears throat> maybe I can probably find a, a similar band like Fun. But they seem to be a yeah. very interesting pick for a Bonnaroo lineup. It doesn't necessarily fit. Uh, maybe, well, I don't know. You don't think I was so? just listening, yeah. thinking that's going to be one of those crowd, throw your hands in the air kind of... One of these guys that you know all the songs, but you don't know who the band is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, that, I say that in, in yeah, yeah, joking yeah. around, but these guys have a massive following. Yeah, they're big. A Cincinnati-based band. Nicholas was nice enough to talk to us for a while and... Uh, yeah, it, to me, it's interesting. I like their story because he struggled a lot. He struggled a lot with whatever this band's identity was, yeah. and it took iteration after iteration, time after time, before he figured it out, and it was just a collection of people, essentially. Now uh, they're taking this and, and trying to be one of the, the biggest touring bands on, in right. the country. Right. You're right. It was, what, four, five, six years? He kept changing people around and then landed on uh, this lineup, and before they knew it, they were... At Bonnaroo. Yeah, at Bonnaroo. 2012, and, and they were there again in 13, we've talked about, and we talked that about that a little with them. They did a Talking Heads set. Yeah, when you brought that up to me, I was stunned. Absolutely I, stunned. I would not have put the two bands, I would not have put, of all the bands that you could have, uh, you could have sent Adele yeah. for all, like, like <laughs> not, would never would have imagined that Talking Heads would have been covered by Walk the Moon. Yeah, well, they did it under the name Kaleidoscope Space Tribe. Interesting. 
on uh, the small one of the smaller stages, and uh, you can you can watch it. Uh, the whole video is on uh, YouTube. I watched it. Did you really? The other, yeah, it's really good. Now, this is what I was wondering uh, because this is one of those bands is making their comeback, bringing another yet another set to the farm. I, I wonder if we have somebody right now listening that saw any of those shows because when I saw the name pop up, I'm like, oh, this will be the first time they're at Bonnaroo. Yeah, right, right. Oh my God, no, they're no, not. They've no. been here like three other times, right. especially under a, a guise of a different name. So if you've seen them at Bonnaroo before, I'd love to to bend your ear a couple of times Absolutely. because I saw the show when they came to town. I went to the the venue watch him a little bit and it definitely seems as though it is built for outdoors there's yep. just certain that's acts that are built for outdoors wide open spaces uh this seems definitely like one of them that's what i was saying i could i could sort of envision the whole crowd dancing thing uh while we were listening to that music yeah and, and when you start thinking about like a time i like doing this too is whenever you hear a song we talked about this last season you hear a song or you hear a band and you try to place them at the exact time of day mm-hmm. on the exact yeah. day on right. the stage that you think they're going to right. be right yeah. and this seems like a witch stage four o'clock in the afternoon I, I, thing you read my mind did That's i exactly what i was th- all right yeah all exactly right. so uh well, let's talk to nick from walk the moon and then uh, after that i'd like to talk about some of the announcements that came through the bonnaroo hemisphere shortly thereafter what do you think yeah let's do it and then we have a couple other guests, right? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, we've got uh, you've got some special guests today. Yeah, I, and I, I'm looking forward to hearing from them. I think they illustrate the, sort of the whole growth of festivals. Interesting. It, yeah, because uh, you told me that you have some friends that you want to talk to that goes to that goes to festivals. They've been to Bonnaroo. They've done. It sounds to me like every you know East Coast festival uh, that exists, uh, but they're not the direct demo that most music festivals are after i wouldn't think so yeah no but they also if you're one of those people maybe you're a little older whatever uh who think i think i'd like to try that but i'm not sure that's these guys okay uh their names are what by the way i've heard dave and trevin trevin all right we'll talk to those guys here in a second uh but first walk the moon's nick how you doing? I'm doing amazing. You're coming to Chattanooga soon. I don't know if you guys have ever been to Chattanooga, but you guys uh, get to make maybe a debut. Yeah, yeah, I believe it's the band's first show there. Um... I, I came through once as a, as a kid on a road trip with my dad to checking out some just some American history. My, oh, cool. my dad was a he was a, kind of like a history buff and Civil War. He was just into that kind of stuff, and, and we were just driving through. And we got a lot of Civil War stuff. In fact, Barry was in the Civil War, so <laughs> <laughs> we're still going with the old man joke. All right. <laughs> you guys have a history with Bonnaroo. Uh, you guys were a natural conversation piece for us when we started setting up this season, mainly because I. I like you guys' journey through Bonnaroo. You guys start in 2006 and don't sign to a major label until 2011, and that's when it seems as though the shows just got bigger and bigger and bigger. But I want to start, like, what was 2006 to 2011 for you guys as some, like, road musicians? Well, I, I started the band um, during college and um, went through, uh, like, <laughs> about about thirty different uh, band members, actually. Um, that many? Huh? I, maybe I was in Walk the Moon at one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you may have been. I, I, maybe I didn't. I don't even remember. But uh, it wasn't until 2011 that uh, that we solidified this this crew, um, and and that was when uh, Anna Sun was was taking off, and we we got signed, and um, and Bonnaroo was one of the first, uh, you know, big big 
festival experiences we ever had. How many times in that in those five years did you want to quit? Were you just done with it and it wasn't going to work anymore for you? Uh, <laughs> there was maybe one time where yeah. uh, it was like right out right after college and um, was kind of down in the dumps about that and and most of the you know the guys at the time wanted to go and you know go back to school or go get other jobs or whatever and it was kind of my my choice at that moment to uh to keep going or 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 quit how did you eventually come to the the group that you found yeah i mean that was that was kind of the 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 time period that really defined who walk the moon is because um i i just started diving into the cincinnati music scene i'd meet you know band members at their own shows after you know after they played a show and be like hey i've got a gig this weekend you want to learn some music and um, and Walk the Moon kind of became this, this community, uh, you know, oriented project. Um, and we'd throw parties, you know, uh, we'd throw theme parties and get, you know, just, just get people in the community to, to get involved. And, and that's kind of what Anna Sun, the Anna Sun music video was. It was just like whoever we could find, we were literally pulling people in off the street to be a part of the music video. Anytime. And, that's, and that's kind of like what, what set us off. What was that like going 2006? You're, you're running through 30 people or so, and then you put this group, and then all of a sudden you get signed you know, to play one of the bigger festivals in the country. Uh, I'm guessing that had to be a huge shot in the arm, but uh, what was that transition? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, there was something special about, about this group of guys. You know, they were really dedicated, and we had, uh, we had just a, you know, kind of a uh, magic energy on stage and Bonnaroo, Bonnaroo was kind of a defining moment for us. It was, we had, we had uh, missed our flight and, and flew in and, and we're like arriving late to our own, our own set at, at Bonnaroo. Um, and it was, I don't know, one of these, one of these little tents, but it was packed and everyone was sweaty and we were painting people's faces as we did at the time. And, it, you know, it was, it was an awesome, it was an awesome time. And, and I think we've carried that, that feeling with us, you know, even even today when we go to festivals now. Yeah, they had you in 2011 on the Sonic stage, and listeners of this podcast know exactly what that is. On a Sunday, around about 7.30, boy, you got bailed out. Uh, you got bailed out because if you're two hours early, hello, that face paint would have been running down your leg. Um, but, but they didn't do you any favors. I mean, 2011 on the Sonic stage at 7.30, you were up against Ray LaMontagne, Florence and the Machine, and directly in between the Decemberists and My Morning Jacket. Whoa. Yeah, that was actually the second set we played. We played two sets that day. Did one you really? Was, uh, like the, the Wear Cafe. That was the one where we like we rushed in from the airport. Played that set, rushed to the other side of the festival, played the Sonic stage. I didn't know that. Um, nice. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then we we actually took a plane at like 6 a.m. the next day because I had promised a friend that we'd play his wedding, and we <laughs> literally still got Bonnaroo, you know, Tennessee mud on us. <laughs> as we're, and, and I'm supposed to MC the thing, so I'm like, "Hey, here's our bride and groom," and I'm. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! It's that glamorous rock and roll. <laughs> What a bizarre yeah, yeah. what a bizarre life that would have been. I just had a career defining moment at Bonnaroo in front of uh maybe the most eclectic crowd that I've had so far and then I'm emceeing my buddy's wedding. Boy, what a shock to the system. Yeah. They uh you know the guys the guys stuck with me and uh and we we played that show and we we haven't played a wedding since. Yeah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. But you did go back in thirteen to Bonnaroo and did uh, did a walk the moon set, but also a uh, a set under a different name, right? Did a Talking Heads uh, tribute. Yes, thing. our alter ego. Yeah, 
Tell us uh, about there's, that. There's a Talking Heads cover band called uh, called Kaleidoscope Space Tribe. Yeah, very nice. We it's... um we just love we just love Talking Heads and they've been a huge influence on us and uh, and we we had the opportunity to play this uh, this this side stage that year and um, we thought it would be cool to just kind of do it as a secret and and see who showed up and it was awesome. How did that? Was that your idea or their idea or both? Uh, I don't know. I think it's I think. Talking Heads is just sort of a, a, a an intersection point from for all of us that we all love that band. No, no, I meant to, to do it at Bonnaroo. I don't imagine they just let you know say, "Hey, oh. come do whatever you want." Here's here's ninety minutes. <laughs> I mean, they 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 kind of did. They were like, "Hey, oh. we have we have this the second set for you," and um, we're like, "Well, we'd we'd like to do something a little different with it." And they were they were into that. Yeah, nice. Are you fulfilling that tradition this year and doing two sets? Is that, is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> um, if we did, I wouldn't tell you. Uh huh. Okay. Well, how about this? Because I'm very good at this. When's the last time you guys did that Talking Heads cover band? When's the last time that those guys got on stage? <laughs> uh, the last time that we met up with Kaleidoscope Space Tribe, um, I think it was maybe 2015. Okay. Uh, in Cincinnati, we did it. We did a charity show. Hmm. Yeah. How about that? How about that? Look at there. About yeah. time for the band to get back together. <laughs> Five years. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. I, think, I think you might be right. Well, he, what's crazy he is about a professional. <clears throat> what's crazy about that is because one of the bands that is always talked about as a, a definer that has not been to Bonnaroo yet is the Talking Heads. Now they're not going to do it. No, he's not going to do that. But boy, that is the show for me. That uh, outside of Dolly Parton. You give me the talking heads and Dolly Parton, and I'm, I'm a happy man. I'm done. I'll tap out for the day. <laughs> yeah, I've gotten the chance to see David Byrne a couple of times. He's, uh, you know, he's every bit as legendary as he thinks. That new show is unbelievable. That new show is absolutely unbelievable. Uh, 2013, when you come back to Bonnaroo the second time, I'm going to give you a, a little uh, history lesson. This is 2013. You guys played on a Thursday. And Thursday, we have talked about on the show... Time and time again is our favorite day across the entire schedule. And there's a reason, because it's the day for discovery. It's the day where everybody's fresh, the farm still looks good. The day, you know, it, the only is that We have a rule, by the way, if you ever listen to this. If you ever want to have the, you know, the lovemaking, the lovemaking happens on Thursday or Sunday, okay? <laughs> because you're freshly clean or you're totally dirty. You don't All care. Right. Yeah, it's one or the other. So on Thursday, let me go through the, the list of acts. This is going to blow your mind, Barry. That Walk the Moon played along with on Thursday. Okay. Thursday night, the day of discovery. Let me go down the list of 2013. Dive, 21 Pilots, Future Birds, Ariel Pink, Heim, Walk the Moon, Django Django, Purity Ring, Japan Droids, Father John Misty, Alt-J, Alan Stone, Killer Mike, Capital Cities, Houndmouth. Wow. Are you kidding me? Wow. That's the entire Sirius XMU playlist. <laughs> and they, they were all on Thursday night. That wow. is some, some roster that you were a part of on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, it's just a testament to uh, to those people who have got Bonnaroo tickets this year get there early because you're going to see, you know, you, you might see some artists that will go on to uh, – to do great things. And you guys, you guys who go from the Sonic stage, you go from the cafe, then you go to the 11th line on Thursday on 2013, and now you're one of the top line artists of one of the biggest music festivals on the planet. Do you feel a difference between Bonnaroo than all the other festivals that you play? Yeah, you know, it's it's one of the more rugged ones, which which I really like, and I think it, it brings something out of people that's, um, I don't know, this sort of like rough human togetherness that uh, that 
that we love and that you know that feels that feels like home to us yeah the bonding that's what we talk about a lot on here people are there they're committed there's a bond they want to hear music the band feels it feeds off of it you know it goes both yeah. ways because of that whole camping thing i'm guessing the the sunday show that you guys did uh, in 2011 you didn't stay uh but 2013 you guys stayed a few days right um yeah we got to we got to hang a couple days there man it was okay. a hot one. Well, i have a request because this is what you guys do uh if you guys uh stay saturday night and uh do the sunday thing for bonnaroo backstage we camp our camp is uh called camp nut butter you should come by and paint our face <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah, and then and then and then one of us will get married, and you can DJ exactly. another wedding. It'll be fun. Re- recreate the whole thing. perfect. <laughs> One of the things we love talking about is is what you guys are going through. That whole one of the things that Bonnaroo does is sort of once they find acts that they like, they love bringing them back on bigger stages as they as they grow. Um, is that? Do you guys make lists? Do you have wish lists of things to do, goals to meet, that sort of thing? Oh, yeah, sure, like a bucket list or but something like go. that. There you go, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, um, absolutely. And and, it, and as soon as we cross one off, you know, something something else goes on the list. You know, I hope someday to be headlining these festivals. And, right. Um, and would love to, uh, you know, we've, we've spent a lot of time overseas as well, and it's really, really fun to play in Europe and, uh, and over in Asia. And it would be it would be a dream to um, to you know now, make it on top of some of those those lineups as well. Now, Nick, what is the difference for you between a, a show that you do, say, in Chattanooga uh, when you're at a, a local club of fifteen hundred, and on a tent stage at Insert Music Festival here? How does it change for you? Um, in in a lot of ways, it, it doesn't change at all. And I think that's really important that we just a festival is is a is a place where people discover new music. So it's it's like our job to just show exactly who we are. But at the same time, it's it is it's very different when we're playing to sort of a captive audience of our own people versus thousands right. of people that may not know who we are. So, you know, it, it changes, especially my job as a front man, you know, how to how to get people engaged and, and playing along. I haven't thought about it in that way, but that makes sense. If you've got 1,500 people at like the signal that you're going to have, They've bought a ticket to see Walk the Moon at, at a festival. Any of them, their potential half of the crowd, whatever, could be could be somebody who's never seen you. Do you do you try to pick out one or the other or both? I mean, I understand it doesn't change because you're trying to put on the best show that you can no matter what. But I mean, like if you're looking out and seeing, hey, there's a bunch of people that don't know the words, does that change maybe even the set list or the focus at all? You, you know, you're trying to get new fans versus, hey, all 1,500 of those people know every word. Yeah. I mean, I guess it it, it kind of lights a fire under our ass for yeah. You know, for just fighting for our lives a little bit, like the old days. I, I, you know uh, what? You, know, made, you, you can't, you can't sleep. You can't, you can't phone that in at all. Mm. You know? It made me think. We we talked to Paul Janaway last year of St. Paul and the Broken Bones, and they did like three or four shows with the Rolling Stones, and he was straight up told, and it was really kind of a funny story. He was told there's nobody out there here to see you. <laughs> And it, and it, you know, it, it made him bow up and he said, by God, I'm going to get him. Oh so yeah. That, that, I guess that's what I'm, I have in mind is, uh, you know, he, he knew straight away. <laughs> well, yeah, it goes, it goes to what is, is as for you as an artist, what's more rewarding, super serving a, a list of people that are your fans or uh, turning somebody over that's never known you or heard you or seen you before. Yeah. I think there's nothing that compares to, uh, like playing, playing to, a an audience that is kind of like unsure at the per- at the beginning of the set and by the end they're going crazy that's that's an awesome feeling 
Yeah, that's pretty cool. I would think looking out and having everybody singing every word, especially like an obscure song, would be a pretty cool thing. All too. right. By the way, you're playing on Saturday. Do you have anybody Sunday? Sunday I'm sorry. You have any uh any people on Sunday that you're dying to see? Do you got you got a list already made, or have you not spent any time with the lineup yet? <laughs> I haven't spent much time with it. We've been uh, we've been tunnel vision on this tour right now. Um, but no what the, you've got something to do <laughs> other than talk about Bonnaroo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're uh, and we we just put out some new music. We got a new music video out we've been uh working on new tunes to to release so but rest assured i'll have a plan by the time i get there and uh, i hope you share it with us uh, when the uh the, when the time comes you get uh, closer to a uh, bonnaroo let's talk again i hope because we really like you guys around here and uh we wish you all the success in the world buddy hey thank you very much nick from walk yeah. the moon on the what podcast a podcast for bonnaroovians by bonnaroovians barry quarter of course brad steiner from chattanooga's hits 96 chattanooga times Street press barry quarter's home now uh we have a pair of tickets to bonnaroo with Cam- Camping passes, and of course, we did like we did last year. If you want to drop us a comment, thewhatpodcast.com. Uh, you just scroll down to the bottom, say contact us. Uh, drop us a comment, something you like, something you're excited about this year. We'd love to hear it. We've gotten a ton of comments over the past couple of days. I'd like yeah. to read a couple, and highlight a few of them, and uh, possibly get in for Bonnaroo tickets just by commenting at thewhatpodcast.com. So let's start from Dortha. Is that really her name, Dortha? That's a fantastic name. I've never heard that name before in my life. Just listened to your first episode of the year. Had the exact same feeling you did about Hippocampus. Now I'm going to spend a week with their catalog on repeat. Thanks for the tip. There is not a a band we've gotten more collective what's wrong with you than Hippocampus (laughs) over the last week and a half, huh? Right, where you been? Yeah, somebody, I think you said, somebody's like, how did you guys not know this? Well, I would suggest that if we came on here and pretended that we knew everything about everything, we would be insufferable. Even more. Even more, Even more boorish than, than we already are. <laughs> I already well, we can't know everything. I already get beaten up by my friends enough about <laughs> barreling through knowing everything. If I if I tried to purport that I knew half of this stuff, I'd be. I'd be we crazy. all know those guys, though, right? You mention a band, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I've known those." Oh guys my good for, buddies, oh, I've yeah. been with those guys for a long time. Oh, I've been time. there since day one. <laughs> They've got one album, dude. Oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, right. Adam Swanson. Adam says, "I love you guys. I love that you guys started this podcast. I figured out." About you guys just before the lineup came out, and so happy to get to listen to Bonnaroo things throughout the time until we're all back on the farm. I keep recommending my friends to listen to you guys. Keep up the good work. Appreciate that, Adam. And of course, if you want to uh, rate and review us, that would be nice uh, as well. It helps uh, all of your other friends find us pretty easily in your app store. I think that uh, one of the, the things that caught my attention this past week, there's a lot of announcements that came out. We missed one that was really big. They're moving some of the VIP area campers. I don't know where they're moving them. But they're opening that area up to GA folk and creating a whole new plaza right there in the former VIP camping. Oh, nice! So right, right by the gate, the, the yeah, the arch. Yeah, if you're if you're looking at the arch, it's around the corner yeah. to the left. It's a new plaza. They're adding uh, all kinds of different camping inside of those tree areas, which those shaded areas, that's money. And I don't know, again, we've talked about this before. There's no rhyme or reason how you get in there, but boy, that's got to be some of the most valuable real estate out there. Yeah, they're calling that where in the woods. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where in the woods will transform the forest into an unforgettable magical landscape. You got to feel like you really lucked out if you get plopped down right there. Absolutely. There's sometimes where, like, I got to imagine there are those feelings that you have that yes you're excited to be a botter and yes you don't really care where who what when why so long as you're around your friends or you feel like you right. got a good spot uh if you get plopped down like plaza two you're like oh this is good i'm right next to the-. what if you're in the back 40 what if you're well, like 
Yeah, we're here, but I don't feel here. You know, it doesn't matter, uh, or no one can seem to figure out the rhyme or reason of when to get there, where you will be parked. Right. Like, I have, I know a kid who got there. He was pretty much first in line. Guess where they put him. <laughs> That's got to be yeah, just he, a deflating feeling, he was, man. He was almost closer from here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from where we are right now. I could have I given him a prime parking space at my house <laughs> if he needed to. Unbelievable. Yeah, they announced uh, all the other um, all the other plazas. The Whiskey Jam at the Villa. Sure. Brooklyn's House of Yes and Little Cinema in Plaza 3. The Grove, of course, in 7. This the is really coming. of Wonder. This is really coming together. The, the plazas, when, whenever they announce the plazas, this feels like a new thing. It feels like a new step. Right. It feels like an evolution to exactly what we've been hearing from them for two years. Paramore is going to be doing, or Haley Williams of Paramore is going to be doing the Sanctuary sure. of Self-Love. Yeah, by the way, Haley Williams came out on stage, I guess, Friday night or Saturday night with Casey Musgraves. Oh, nice. In that Nashville show. Yeah, nice. So, ding. Nice. Does yeah. the does the light go yeah, off? Yeah, wow. Does the light go off when when Haley Williams puts together this this thing out in the plaza? She might just have some friends pop in. That'd be very cool. That would be amazing, right? You know, we keep talking about these experiences, but somebody's going to win a chance to have a makeover, a style makeover with Haley Williams being part of doing the makeover. I'll tell you right now, if the only person I want to enter and win is you, I want <laughs> Haley Williams to I'm transform in. you. That would boy, be great, oh boy. It? But I, you know, we keep talking about these experiences and it's interesting. I, I've had more conversations about it, not just Bonnaroo related, but other festivals and, and just the whole, how that industry has changed. It, it has to be more about the, the band and it has to be more about the lineup mm-hmm. and even the music. Yeah. And uh, the the plazas the plazas in full force they sound great and I I love the idea of creating a personality through an artist with a plaza I love what they did with KG Elephant last year I love the connection part of it you know a secret show with KG Elephant and you got to think that this is going to be something that just keeps continuing right. again Casey Musgraves and Haley Williams said girls just want to have fun I can't not see how that doesn't happen in the plaza yeah that's pretty cool that's got to be some sort of Bonnaroo Tune up, and you you started to mention characteristics or the of the festivals. You asked that question of Trevin and David, yeah, and I thought it was a really good question. Um, and they were the right guys to ask. Yeah, festivals, good ones have a personality, right? They have a, they have a brand identity. Exactly. I like that idea though too. Personality, it's got a heartbeat of its own, a soul yeah. of its own. Yeah, and speaking of the Trevin and David, these guys came in. Trevin's on the phone, and and David came in. These are some people that Barry has connected with in years past. Not necessarily your typical Bonnaroo goer, not typically your festival goer. These guys are a tad out of the demo. They're more Barry Quarter yeah. than they are the 25-year-olds that go to hang out. And that's what made me want to have them. Uh, Trevin, I know from our, our kids played soccer together, so I know them a little better than casually. Trevin reached out to me in 2014. He was going to go to uh, Firefly, yeah, and he wanted some camping tips. The next year, mm-hmm. both of them went. Really? And then in 2006. 17 I think they both went to Bonnaroo with several other people uh, and they have they've as as you guys will hear they've gone to a bunch of other festivals they've become festival goers mm-hmm. they do their research they, they don't mind going by themselves yeah which I found very interesting well they're interesting um, guys and it's an interesting take and it's something that we want to do each and every episode this season on the what podcast give you a taste of your fellow Bonnarooian your fellow festival goer let's talk to David and Trevin on the what podcast Hey, is this Tevin? Trevin. Trevin. 
Previn. Oh, my God. Man. What a start. What a start. <laughs> you know, uh, we have a, a long-running issue with Barry Corder, uh, who... Oftentimes at Camp Nut Butter, we will all be sitting around and, and saying hilarious commentary, brilliant insight, and then Barry will steal it from us and then put it into his column. The running gag has always been, Barry, just get our names right. We don't care if you steal our content. Just get yeah. our names right. Yeah. How many times have you gotten my wife's name correct in your in your uh, articles? Correct? Yes. <laughs> Probably once, what? and that would be the two corrections Adam, that I had to run. <laughs> Adam, how many times did you actually put her name in there? For it started as Holly. I call, no, I, was, I called her Steiner. She doesn't have, take your last name. No, thank so God. I called her uh-huh. Steiner, uh-huh. and I called her Holly. <laughs> Trevin, nice to meet you. I'm Bard. That's Larry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hi, Travis. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, no kidding. No problem. We're we're up and going. So yeah. The reason I wanted to have I have David Champion and yeah. Trevin Bernarding, yeah. who are our Bonnaroo guests, because you guys, I actually included you in stories that I did in 2017. That was your first Bonnaroo. It was. I think actually both of us the first time. Both Only time. Time. You were with a bunch of other guys. David, did he say the, your name is Daryl? <laughs> David or Daryl? <laughs> Dennis. 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 Yeah. So it's what it's going to be from here on okay, out. Okay, good. But was that your first festival no, as well? The, the first one, actually, I went with Trevin. We went to Firefly up in Trevin. Was it 2015? Hmm. Yeah, uh, 2015. Okay. Um, my first festival was Firefly 2014. Okay. So that's why I wanted to get you two guys is because you do a lot of other festivals pretty much instead of now. You did Bonnaroo once? Once. Well, yeah. Yep. And so I just thought it would be kind of interesting. To what years? Did you guys go together? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Uh, Trevin and I think have been to most festivals together. Yeah. Although I did Lollapalooza by myself. And actually the same year we did Fire, uh, Bonnaroo. I did. Yeah. That was, was my festival year mm-hmm. that summer. That was yeah. your festival year. You just bounced all of them. Also that same. Wow. Too, no so. kidding. David went to Birmingham with us or not. I can't remember. I did. To Sloss Fest. Yeah. Sloss Fest. Yeah. I went to Sloss Fest as well. Yeah. yeah. You've had you've had a lot of the same territory in which I've done. The first thing that I I wonder is when you start li- lining up them like Lollapalooza, Bonnaroo, Firefly. Uh, do you guys ever do hangout? Do you guys shirtless bros too? You do the hangout thing? I've, I think I've I think we've out aged ourselves for there. Yeah, we've, but, uh, we decided we're too old for hangout. And then you do Sloss Fest. When you put those two together, why why Bonnaroo just once and Firefly twice? And actually, it's gonna be a third time we're going this wow. summer too. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been to Firefly four times. Whoa, no kidding. So. Okay, all right. So why Bonnaroo once and Firefly four times? The first time I went in 2014, uh, and David didn't go to that one um, with me, but it was was really because of the lineup was incredible but also the, also the weather i mean i mean dover in june is like 74 degrees um no, not buggy and that's that's honestly the reason why I'm, I, I, I at that time i never got a bonnaroo it's just it's just it's just the heat so um but the lineup in 2014 was was crazy good i've always wanted oh, i thought well, it was a good time to try it and i talked to another friend in the going uh, andy sawyer who barry knows mm-hmm. and we went with our two boys and that's how, how, how it started how, how old are the kids uh, they are now juniors in college. Wow, okay. So the time, you guys they were, were the time they were 16. Early 50s, right? Both right. Of yeah. you? That's yeah. exactly my next yeah. question, is yeah. the reason why, uh, like, if I could have written down, I wish I had written down, the reasons why you chose Firefly over Bonnaroo. I was going to guess weather and weather. 
because <laughs> if, that was really the reason. Yeah, yeah because because I mean it's it's the Mid Atlantic. Of course, it's going to be a lot different than you know Tennessee in the summer. But boy, you hit a certain age demographic when it comes to these festivals, and you're looking for a certain type yeah, of festival yeah, yeah. to survive in. It's going to be a lot different than your 16 year old kids. Oh, your, your 16 to 25 year old kids, right. they don't care about Tennessee in the summer. But you guys, a lot like me, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling here. I'd like to take a nap. And for sure, and to be honest with you, Bonnaroo, we actually rented an RV. So we did. We yeah. were actually RV camping. Good for you. Yeah. So that was the. Because uh, Trevor will tell you a story when my first when at Firefly, um, it poured <laughs> down rain the first mm-hmm. night we were there, and they almost lost me. I was done. I'm not a camper. <laughs> yeah. And that that tested every part of my being yeah. to, be, to stay out there in the pouring down rain in a tent. Trevor, you said 2014 was. Were you, you guys yep. festival goers before? I mean, they're kind of new things, but I'm not sure. I, I don't. I know you guys, but I don't know you real, real well. Your past. I don't, I'm not, not sure that I would have pegged you like me. I wouldn't have pegged me either as festival goers, campers. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. that kind of. No, no, not at all. It was. It was just one of those things. I've always been a music person. You know, going to concerts and all that kind of thing. I, grew, I, I was in Athens, Georgia, in the '80s. And how could you not love bands? You know, right. coming out of that that scene, and but but, but no, that that was my first festival, and it, it, was, it was really again the lineup. You know, they had Food Fighters, Outcast, Imagine Dragons, Arctic Monkeys, Weezer, what Young was, the Giant. I mean, what, it was an incredible lineup. What was that first impression that you had when you walked into a festival? Aside from like seeing a show, seeing a show at like the Roxy or the Tabernacle. I mean, it was it's really more. The first impression was, you know, in in line in the cars at five o'clock in the morning, coming into the campsite. I mean, it was it was just crazy to me. How's how's this mass chaos going to work? But and then walking, I mean, walking to the, the grounds themselves, it was so uh, kind of liberating. It was, it was just the, huh. the the fun of a festival just can't be duplicated. Walking into a venue. So Firefly was your first too. Yes. And then you did Bonnaroo. How many years after that? Two years later. Okay. So yeah. so once you got in, if did things start changing when you guys started? Did you start seeing shows differently? But did you go back to rooms and think of things completely differently after you went to a festival? I like the festivals better. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I really do. I yeah. think it just it's like Trevin said. It's it's liberating. It's it's a vacation to me. It's just it's a fun vacation that starts early in the morning and goes late at night. And yeah, I just enjoy it. I mean, if you talk about like the level of work you got to put in. Firefly is a simple one because they give you a lot of shade. Like you said, uh, Trevin, there's the, the weather is always good. Location's a little bit more difficult to get to, but uh, the amenities work and they're very easy on the palate for guys like us who might be a little bit harder to please. Pampered. Yeah. Pampered. <laughs> Soft. Yeah. I wasn't going to say that about Daryl. Uh, but no. Uh, but do you think that you were properly programmed and ready for Bonnaroo after the festival experience that you had before that? Yes. I knew. Really? I, I pretty much, from Firefly to yeah. Bonnaroo. Yeah. I think because then I knew what I liked, what I didn't like. But I, I didn't really have any idea what a festival was going to be like. I didn't realize how somewhat chaotic between running from one stage to sure. another. And then also the... Uh, you know, I thought, oh, I'll just go and see all these bands that I want to in this order, and I'll sure. be okay. And then you realize, right. oh, I got distracted. I'm going to go over to listen to these guys. Yeah. Oh, I totally missed the band I was going to see in the uh-huh. first place. But that's okay, because I've learned. I've, I find key bands I definitely want to see, but then I'll, I'll be kind of open-minded for some of the other stuff. Trevin, you- I mean, I mean uh, Trevin, help me here. I don't want to pick on David, but I think it's worth pointing out. I'm correct, right, that David is a little bit anal. <laughs> 
when oh it goodness. comes to planning, right? I mean, yeah, David you have is a no plan. idea. Yeah, did, David, did you bring your list? You should have brought your list that you put out for our festivals. I, not not right now. That, <laughs> I, that's why I wanted to have these guys on because uh, we, we, our daughters played soccer together is how we met. And uh, I, I've heard some of David's uh, planning for out-of-town trips, and it's it's book-like. <laughs> to the end, I would to give out and distribute things to every parent of exactly uh-huh. the hotel, the schedule, everything, restaurants to eat at. Uh-huh. I, do all I bring that up not to tease you, but to tease you, but also that idea of walking into a festival and it being liberating and just letting go seems so counter within reason <laughs> i think it's within reason they uh, have your book and your list right. i assume they, okay yeah. boy, but boy that is a great question though and i think that you, you you stumbled into it for a second david you had to completely change a, a part of you to maybe survive in this atmosphere and in, in this world right i'm sure there is a and not everybody's like you me and barry not list guys no, okay. uh, we are a total mess but there is parts of me that absolutely have to change to make this work there's parts of barry that absolutely, absolutely. have to change to make this work yours is probably a little anal retentiveness right right? trevin do you have a piece of you that absolutely had to change or that you were happy that changed uh, after seeing uh after engulfing yourself in this entire process that's that's a good question um so it has to change i I think main thing and from a music perspective it 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 opened my eyes that just because something is edm or if it's rock rap or whatever genre i I would never think i would listen to Mm. That I change, you know, because I, I'd walk into a band who I think this is going to be this is going to be terrible, and, it, and it's great. Sometimes it happens the opposite, but for the most part, it's really you know it's changed my outlook on, on music itself. Just being able to listen to different types of music. Absolutely, for me, it's the whole nighttime thing. I'm I'm a fairly creature of habit. I have a yeah. routine. I don't camp. I don't sleep in a tent or on a you know a mattress any other time of the year. Sure. And I also don't roll out of bed at two in the morning to go see a, a band or turn yeah. the TV, you know, or whatever. But there, yeah, you got to just let it go. And, and, uh, yeah, and for us, that camping festival is part of why I think I like it maybe more than some of the city ones, because it is 24 hours. You're there. You're, there's nothing else to do. Go see the music. Yeah, I, I got I got to imagine that somebody who uh, really likes lists, city festivals might do you pretty well then. Yeah, this is like Lollapalooza type yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because yeah, I've already got my hotel room for sure. August. Yeah, I, I know I've exactly got somewhere to be. go. At least I've got that part planned out. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But but I love this idea of like not only does it require you to change a major piece of you, but you also because you've changed it and lived in it and had to experience it, it made you. I mean, probably a better rounded person in the real world. Contrary to popular belief, I'm a lot like that, David. I'm pretty anal retentive when it comes to like doing things the way that I want to do them, how I want to do them. My camp guys know I've got a certain uh, specific routine in the morning that I will not adjust. I'm not adjusting it for any body or any festival but even with that stuff i've had to shake it out and let go of so much to enjoy this experience and it took a good five six years of doing this before i finally shook it out and boy has it tur- has it paid off in spades in my real life in actual life and 360 other days of my life the five days that taught me how to like let go at Bonnaroo is, I think, the reason why I'm probably a better person now than I was before. I feel like I'm on Oprah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you giving that me was, a car? That's pretty touching. Are you giving me a right? car? That's just, that's just <laughs> I know you go to some of these together. Do you go by yourselves to any of them? Well, actually, I, I went to Lollapalooza. Yeah. My, my son was with me. We have totally different style of music. He was mostly rap and, mm-hmm. and muse and that sort of And I was seeing... Um, 
Blink One Eighty Two. That's who I wanted to see. Wow, that just really surprising. Yeah. So, but but I don't mind. I don't mind being by myself in that sort of situation. I make friends. I mean, yeah. You're cool. never yeah. by yourself. No, no, not yeah. at all. They're not um, by yeah. yourself. I want to ask you both, Trevin. When do you try to talk other friends into going to these things? And if so, what do you tell them? How do you describe the festival experience? Yeah, I always try to talk uh, people into going. That's how you know, David. I can't remember exact particulars, but I'm pretty sure we kind of talked you into going. Um, in 2015, I talked to Andy Sawyer and going with me in 2014. To me, it's also, as I mentioned, I probably said this in an article that you wrote, Barry, it's also getting friends together, family family together, and just, just having a, a, a good time. Me and David do trips together all the time, not just festivals. But, but to me, the, the, the festival I always have those memories more than the others. And I also tell them it's, it's not as bad as you think. It's like, yeah, I learned from people like you, Barry, all of you know, like why Gatorade bottles are important to bring, things yeah, like that. Yeah, you need that wide mouth Gatorade <laughs> bottle in the tent at night. I dated yeah. her once, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I just, it's, and I'm not, you know, a lot of my friends think I'm crazy. They think they, they, they well, that's yeah. just insane. Part of the, way, the reason Trevin and I and Andy went to go to a lot of these together is that they kind of evolved from our father son trips that we used to take to uh, a lake with our boat every summer was sort of when th- what, Trevin, when they were about eight. Is that when we started it? Yeah, eight. And then, seven, then eight. it kind of evolved after about 10 years. They were old enough, and I think that's what started. So that's why we went to Firefly together. We went to Bonnaroo together. So we would spend some time with them. So it was sort of father son bonding. Man, I, millenni- think, but, yeah. it, I never thought about the millennial bonding experience mm-hmm. and it was fun yeah that whole trevin thing about people are surprised or they think it's they think it's something we've had that conversation many many times in our as our in our camp as we're sitting there in our lawn chairs on carpet under a tent <laughs> with our bloody yeah. mary tent next to us yeah. and we were never invited to right trevin <laughs> it's, it's not and it's whatever you make it what's going to bring you back What's going to bring you guys back to the farm? Well, I actually blocked off with my work schedule. I have Bonnaroo that week every year. I, I, I blocked it out again. Yeah. But the again, it's one of those things. The lineup was just not grabbing me, mm-hmm. and I Firefly was available. And I blocked that, and I just kind of waited to see. But when I did my research now, there's a lot of crossover. There are a lot of same bands playing both. This I, year. I find yeah. that to be so interesting because I always thought that the the lineup based consumer was the younger ones. I thought the younger kids, especially under the 25s, were lineup-based. But you guys are middle-aged white men, but making your decisions based on a lineup, I didn't think that that was the case. Well, I, and I may bail out on Lollapalooza unless it just kind of, if there's somebody, if there's so many bands that are seeing at Firefly, I probably won't go to Lollapalooza. Yeah, interesting. Are you going to be lineup-based if you make your decision on Bonnaroo, Trevin? Yeah, I was, I was about to say, that's that's totally my decision going forward for Bonnaroo is, is, is I'm lineup up. I, I will go to Firefly every year. Yeah, you know, just just for me. Um, going back to the weather, it's I, the weather's going to be a lot better. I'm not going to, you know, it's it's more pleasant. It's easy to get around. It's very similar to Bonnaroo, the uh, layout of the stages. But uh, I'm, I'm a pick uh, Firefly. It's also only about um, two hours away, right, Trevin? Well, now it's just kind yeah. of coincidence. Yeah, where are you, by the way? Where are you? I'm in uh, Central PA now, Central okay. Pennsylvania. So uh, just moved, moved here this. last year. When you guys go to all these festivals, right? Do you feel okay? You you feel weather, you feel lineup. Do you guys feel a culture at the other ones or at any of them? More Bonnaroo, I would think. Yeah, yeah Bonnaroo is definitely unique. The culture yeah, there, no it's, doubt about it. it's more friendly. It's, I think it's, it's more it's it's friendlier. It's yeah. more hippie. More I guess from it used to be from understanding more of a jam fest type place, and that, that kind of carries over to the culture. But when but when making your decision, culture doesn't matter to you. No. Not okay. To me, not to wow. Me. Yeah. Are you guys uh, seeing a lineup and seeing people that you have never seen that you really wanted to see, or are you seeing it from a place where you are right. discovering bands that you may not have? 
yeah, uh, known before. We did a whole uh, half episode on the whole repeat. You know, is it worth seeing the same bands over and over? Do yeah. you not want to see them again kind of thing? So, well, I think, I mean, I, I can tell you, I would never have probably bought tickets to see Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. And that was a great show. Yeah. I, I saw him, thought that was fantastic. Sure. Um, Eminem last year uh well, was incredible was, show. was fantastic again i don't know if i would have spent money and gone out right. soon, but, but it was a great atmosphere i really really enjoyed that um how, how about kendrick lamar david yeah not a fan <laughs> i tried <laughs> drag me down there i tried i tried it was amazing hearing everybody singing word for word the songs and i'm going i don't know these yeah it, it was not on my list to research before he we went though. you know uh looking at you i'm shocked <laughs> yeah there you go uh yeah what about you travin are you, are you a discovery guy are you are you looking at lineups based on things that you have always wanted to see or are wanting to see in that moment yeah, I've really turned into more of a discovery person now that, I've, you know, it's, it's just more about going and, and, and experiencing new music for me. Of course, I want to see the headliners. I mean, I was, I, was on, I, was on the, I was on the rail for Paul McCartney at Firefly. I mean, how can you, how can you, that was incredible. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's, it's more about, for me now, seeing the, the newer bands, bands I never heard of, just kind of happen upon. Now, are you guys new music fans? Do you guys uh, actively look for, a, you consume new product constantly? Or are you guys, because I, I say this because a couple episodes ago, I, I mentioned to Barry, I read this article where it, once you hit the age of 30, your consumption of new products goes drastically down, something like 70, 80%, and you mostly get comfortable in things you already know and already listen to. Uh, I'm the complete opposite. The last thing I want to do is listen to something that I've already heard. I wonder, like, when you guys, uh, when you guys uh, lived your regular lives, are you consuming new products? Or are you going back to the the music that you have already known and listened to forever? I mean, I'm always uh, Alt Nation is one of, is the station that my car radio stays on almost the right. entire time. So, right. the uh, I would tell you there was probably a period of time where I was just complacent with most regular music that I'd grown up with but now I'm always trying to find new stuff right okay I love all I wonder if that changed right around when festivals got into your life and I think you're right because I part of it was before where I went to Firefly was getting on you know downloading all the music that I knew I was going to bands I'd never heard of and trying to find them and listen to them for the first time and going yeah this is good I mean I still like my hard rock. I still sure. like my uh, '80s music, that sort of thing. But Alt Nation is actually what it primarily yeah. is on now. So, same with you, Travin. Yeah, exactly. Same. I, I can, you know, being a, a testament to David. You know, it's he did he did change once he once went to Firefly with us. I mean, his his music is. We did a whole podcast on his on his iPod, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's it's more about. I'm listening to Alt Nation. I listen to the uh, the College Station on on Sirius. XMU. Yeah. Um, XMU. Yeah. yeah Chris Muckley does a great Spotify. job. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I don't listen to radio ever. Unless you count Sirius as radio, I guess. Yeah, but if I'm, I'm always if I'm buying if I'm buying music, I'm buying newer bands. You know, I'm, I, I can't wait till when Arctic Monkeys dropped their their, their album. I'm, I'm, I bought it. Um, you like that new Arctic Monkeys album? You like that? Not, not as much as the old stuff. Yeah. Arctic Monkeys. I saw them in 2014 at Firefly, and I was also on the rail for them. It, it was oh my, this is the greatest band ever. You mm. know, um, the reason I ask is mainly because. Uh, I almost get pissed off when I see something that I don't know. Like it anger is angered yeah, like me. Hippocampus. Yes, it's angered me for a week and a half <laughs> that uh, hippocampus has gone past me. And I'll and I'll be completely honest. I was livid, livid 
the day that I saw Beck. I was so pissed. I was so mad. I watched that show and I was just soured and angry for an hour watching Beck at uh, Music Midtown three years ago. Madder than I've ever been. Loved the show, but I was mad because every time Beck had shown up at a festival, I said, eh. Yeah, you passed, I'll pass on that. On I'll it. pass on that. Well, you I was on Beck. so <laughs> I know exactly. I said the same thing as soon as I saw this. Other, what have I been doing? Well, yeah, we did a whole show last year. Remember about do overs? Yeah, part of a show. Yeah, there are many of those that I did walk bys that. Man, I'd like to have Beastie Boys. I mean, I can name a handful of them. You know, blew shows it. that I just not passed yeah, on. Or, I totally yeah, blew it. Or, yeah. I, I, I went to Outcast by myself in 2015. No one would go with me. I couldn't believe it. it was, what, what a show that was. What were they doing? What was everyone else in your camp oh, doing? Right. They were they were playing cards at the campsite. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. Can't get that one every day, can you? <laughs> Boy. I'm not I'll, kidding. I went, I went by myself to Outcast. Yeah. Um, um, David didn't go that. I guess it was 2014. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure Outcast but, uh, comes by your garage when your wife's <laughs> yeah, gone all the time. Yeah, I'm sure they're all the time. <laughs> it happens. It happens. You can't see all of them. Well, hey, thank you so much, Trevin, for being a part of our uh, our little uh, slice of Bonnaroo and festival life. David, we appreciate you guys coming Absolutely. by. And uh, hopefully hopefully we can bring you back both to the farm. I'd love to talk to somebody who's been there just three years ago, yep. four years ago, and how different it is today. Yeah. It's so much different. The community, the culture, the things they do, and the uh, the experiences, Trevin. It's, it, Brad and I, have, I mean... We based almost two years of podcasts on, for us, three years ago, we would have not ever gone to general admission camping, and yeah. now we can't wait to go back. Yeah, now I'm, I'm thinking about rethinking where the camp goes. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't I like those trees. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just, <laughs> I know I'm you're just, kidding. I'm just lying. All right. Well, you know, there's one highlight. The, probably the, the one thing, if you don't mind, I'll end on it, the, about Bonnaroo was uh, uh, Trevor and I had stayed up late and gone to the Ed Helms. Mm-hmm. Um, the Super Jams. Thing. Absolutely not really necessarily my kind of music. Absolutely enjoyed that show yeah. tremendously. Mm-hmm. And probably the highlight of it was when this young man, I don't know if you remember this, the young man in front of us turned around and looked at us like, holy cow, you guys are old. What yeah. are you doing here? And I think he may have even asked how old we are, where we are. And then he said, holy cow, I want to be just like you when I'm your age. And I went, that wins. That's awesome. That's <laughs> nice. awesome. Yeah, that was Let cool. Nice. Let me be honest with you. I I feel like I get all the stares in the world at Bonnaroo, not because of my hair, but because I'm with the oldest person at Bonnaroo, Barry Corder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, it's <laughs> funny, Trevor, listening to you. I went to see EDM the first year they had the other stage, me and Mike Dewar, who's about, about my age, and uh, Denson. And we're standing in the back, and the kids in their furry costumes and their bunny outfits are looking at us. And for a half a second, I'm thinking, oh, they think we're pretty cool. And then I looked at Mike, and I said, they think we're narcs. (laughs) (laughs) I know why they're looking at us. (laughs) There's uh, some other announcements came through the pipe this week, and most of it has to do with uh, the other stage lineup announced, which I've got a, a serious question to ask about the other stage lineup. Again, as I said earlier today, we said we don't pretend to know every band, all the bands, and there's a lot that that we miss. Even me, a consumption junkie, I get really upset when I miss something that I probably shouldn't have missed, and one of those being like Hippocampus. Right. I've been listening to it for a week and a half now, right. ever since our last uh, show. I've made no bones about it. I'm not an EDM guy. I don't follow this world. I don't even travel down the same roads. So right. you're going to have to tell me, somebody who's much more experienced at this than I, you're going to have to tell me if this lineup is good. You're going to have to tell me who I need to see on the other, because I don't remember a time that I found myself there last year, and I don't remember being there the year before. I know I went both years. Okay. Um, not for long, to be honest. I, yeah. I like it. 
but to me, it's like some other music. I like it for a couple of songs. Right. It's not something I'm going to spend hours listening to. Sure. I like the visual aspect of it. I mean, just watch people watch. It's great people watch. Absolutely. Visually, it's a bunch of flashing lights. And in many cases, it's if it's a DJ, it's a guy standing at a table, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's not a lot. Yeah, not a lot there, but the crowd gets pretty crazy, and that's that's a lot of. See, fun. That's exactly what I was about to say because the crowd is so into it, and there's there's so many of them. There's got to be something there. Yeah, there's something sure. there. Sure, sure. I don't expect to like everything. I don't. I don't think anybody likes everything. And, and here's the reason I ask is because I didn't know when I was at ACL Fest this past year. I didn't know who Justice was. I'd never heard of them, but these guys apparently are massive right. and they're not going to be touring anymore is one of the, the final shows that they were ever going to do. Right. And I didn't, I didn't know what to expect. And I walked into an EDM show and I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. It's fun. It's yeah. Just so, kind of let yourself go. And sure. And, well, that's it. Just let yourself go. And there's definitely some that are better than others. Like for instance, I mentioned Grizz last week and, yeah. and stumbling upon how artful some of his stuff was, and it wasn't just a lot of I like girl talk for that reason too. Right, it takes a lot of. Uh, it's fun to listen to and pull out the things that are familiar to you. Right, because there's just this massive amount of creativity right. that's needed on the on the producer's part. On, on the DJ's part to make all of this work. Right. I do love that. And he, and he hides a lot of, as you like to call them, Easter eggs. You know, yeah. you, I find myself listening and, and smiling because, I, oh, I see what he did there. You know, I see where he pulled that from. Right. And some of his, some of his actually has a theme throughout, dare yeah. I say. That's, that's pretty interesting. I guess I'm not, st- I don't stick around enough to actually know that. Yeah. It, you know, it's not a heavy thing often. And I'm not an, an expert, but I just know some of the tracks that I've heard and I like. Okay. I get sort of where he's going with this. Our, our friend Mike Dewar, who's one of our campmates, says we, sat and watched the EDM tent the first year. Yeah. His his one question was, is there a beginning, a middle, <laughs> and an end to <laughs> any of know. these songs? That's and, a great and question. It's a great question. Because no. And then when you think about it that way, it's like, well, wow, what is the point there? And then there's uh, the other announcement that came down. I don't know if you're, you're lucky enough to have one of your cities selected, but uh, the Bonnaroo folk... The Bonnaroo folks decided to reach out to some of their best markets and their, their highest selling markets and do some sort of ready to rue events. I don't know if you've been to any of the ready to rue events, but me being in radio, uh, we've organized some of these in years past. They didn't necessarily do them last year. Uh, we sort of did our own as a radio station in, in Chattanooga. We sort of did our own two years ago. Well, they're back now and they've got a little bit more of a focus. In years past, it was just sort of, hey, Brad, go do a Bonnaroo event. Uh, figure it out and we'll promote it for you. Right. And I was like, all right, I'll do that. But uh, this year it's a lot more focused. They're going to have uh, the Rue Van. Now, I'm not going to call it the Rue Bus. Let's don't. Because it is not the Rue Bus. the Rue Bus. I don't know what they're bringing, but somebody's driving a Bonnaroo vehicle through a bunch of towns, uh, one of which is Chattanooga on April 1st that, that my station is involved in and in, in putting on. But there are so many others. 14. Uh, 14 different cities. Yeah. You want me to go through them Sure, real quick? let's do it. Yeah. Hopefully, I hope to God, your city has been yeah. selected. Atlanta, Chicago, Nashville, Tampa, Charlotte, Orlando, Birmingham, Indianapolis, Chattanooga, Columbus, Washington, D.C., Jacksonville, Knoxville, and Louisville. I would just like to say, as an aside, uh, those are some major cities. Yeah. And, and then you th- and then you throw in Chattanooga. Us. Chattanooga, yeah, Knoxville. There. I like, uh, I'm pretty happy about that. I because, love it. Yeah, I mean, as a, as a station, 
I mean, we were on with Bonnaroo since the beginning, the very first day. They keep coming back and, and know that Chattanooga is good to them. Is there a Nashville date in there at all? Uh, I don't or is it just I Knoxville and Chattanooga? I don't think. I know. I don't see. It. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Third one down. Okay. All right. Good. Actually, a couple weeks from now. All right. Good. It all starts when? When does it? They do, um, like you said, it's a little more than just show up and come get a sticker or something. Right. right? They, they have, I think. The, well, they're going to do trivia. They're going to do uh, some games. We're doing it ours at a, at a local arcade place. Yeah. But that coin op, uh, but around the country, from what I understand, they're going to do trivia. They're going to give away tickets. They're going to give you discounts on, on tickets when you buy them on site. It's sort of like a walking, talking podcast. It's sort of your opportunity to get around some Bonnaroovians right. and just chit chat about the lineup and and uh, talk amongst yourselves. And what I'd love to do is, even if you want to come to the Chattanooga event, we'll be there. But if you go to any of the other Ready to Rue events, hit us up. Let me know how it goes. I'd love to talk to you about how your event uh, works yeah. out and the other Bonnaroovians that you talk to. And if you don't mind, maybe tell them about us. Yeah. And we can share the love and we Absolutely. can we can just make the world a little bit bigger. That's a great idea. I'd love to know how these go. The right. first one, uh, Atlanta, yeah. March 18th. Wow. March Actually, 18th. it looks like really there's, there's uh, they must have more than one van because it looks like there are five of them. Atlanta, Chicago, Nashville, Tampa, and Charlotte are all the same date. Really? I didn't, I didn't even yeah. notice that. I do know that they're going to be Four doing days of service in and around those dates where they try to go back... The, get to communities and give back in certain ways. They're still working out some of those details, but they're definitely doing some sort of community-based stuff outside of just showing up, drinking some beer, and giving away some tickets. Yeah. In fact, the same the same weekend that they're here, I assume it's a weekend, they're in uh, Columbus. Nice. Ohio. So. Yeah. All right. There you go. Uh, thank you so much for joining us this week on the What Podcast. Next week, we bring back an old favorite, Bonnaroo First Timers. Bonnaroo First Timers next week, starring... Some kids that I've actually uh, grown to become really good friends with. I love these guys, AJR, and maybe even another surprise special guest. Hit us up, thewhatpodcast.com or the what underscore podcast on Twitter. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, 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 hey. How y'all feeling? Journey through the stories that define the artists playing Bonnaroo. Who are they? What are they? What will you see? The what? Which bands? This year? That matter. With Brad Steiner and Barry Corner. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.